0: and good afternoon you're listening to ken hudnell this is the ken hudnell show i'm new for our studios right here in exciting el paso texas gateway to the old west and the most haunted city in the country okay today is may 29th 149th day of the year 216 days remaining to the end of the year and, for those that are fascinated by holidays and national days, it is Memorial Day. It's learning about Composting Day. It's um, also the unofficial start of summer, which is normally marked by Memorial Day. The ascension of Baha'u Lala, Decorating de- Decoration Day. End of the Middle Ages Day. Gloucestershire Cheese Rolling. I didn't know that was a sport, but apparently it is. International Day of UN Peacekeepers. Mount Everest Day. National Alligator Day. National Biscuit Day. Um, I grew up. Biscuit and gravy. For breakfast. National Coke Oven Day. King Henry the Fourth is supposed to set a chicken in every pot. He didn't say Chicken Smoke Pot National Edison Day National Hydro Droksha yeah, Petite or Day National Paperclip Day, National Snail Day, Oak Apple Day. Prayer for Peace Memorial Day. Put a pillow on your refrigerator day. It's supposed to bring you prosperity and good luck. Unless you only have one pillow and then you have to sleep on the refrigerator. Uh, spring Bank Holiday. Whit Monday. It's a uh, Christian holiday celebrating the descent of the Holy Ghost. It's also Whit Monday in Martinique and in St. Barth- Bertolome and in St. Martin and World Digestive Health Day. And, for those who really follow such things, National Hamburger Day. Let's see, is there anything else? Well, in 363 A.D., the Roman Emperor Julian defeats the Sassanian army in the Battle of uh, Clesiphon, under the walls of the Sassanian capital, but he can't take the city. 1108, Battle of Euclid, Amoravid troops under the command of Taman, Ibn Yusuf, defeat Castile and Leon alliance under the command of Prince Sancho of Fonzas. 1167, Battle of Monte Porzio, Roman army supporting Pope Alexander III is defeated by Christian of uh, Buch and Renault of Dassel. 1176, the Battle of Legnano. Lombard League defeats Emperor Frederick the first 1233, Mongol Jin War. Mongols enter uh, Kaifeng after the siege began looting in the fallen capital of the Jin Dynasty. 1328, Philip VI is crowned King of France. 1416, Battle of Gallipoli. The Venetians under Pietro Loredan defeat a much larger Ottoman fleet off of Gallipoli. 1453, fall of Constantinople. Ottoman armies under Sultan Mehmed II capture Constantinople after a 53 day siege. And that ends the Byzantine Empire, or originally the Eastern Roman Empire. 1658, Battle of Samogoth. Sights of battle and struggle for the throne during the Bougain War of Succession. 1660 English Restoration: Charles II restored to the throne of England, Scotland, and Ireland. His uh, Charles I, as you might remember, got his head cut off. 1733: The right of settlers in New France to enslave natives is upheld in Quebec City. Can't say I'm really in favor of that. 1780: American Revolutionary War. Battle of Waxhaws, the British continue attacking after the Continentals lay down their arms. They killed 113 and wounded all but 53 that remained. 1790, Rhode Island becomes the last of North America's original 13 colonies to ratify the Constitution and become one of the United States. 1798, United Irish Rebellion. Between 300 and 500 not Irish were not executed as rebels, but a British army and County Called in Ireland. 1807, Mustafa IV becomes Sultan of the Ottoman Empire and the Caliph of Islam. 1848, Wisconsin is admitted as the 30th U.S. state. 1851, Sojourner Truth delivers her famous Anaya Woman speech at the Women's Rights Convention in Akron, Ohio. Um Soldier Truth was an American abolitionist of New York Dutch heritage and a women's rights activist. She was born Isabella Bumfrey. She was born in the slavery in Swartzkill, New York, but escaped with her infant daughter to freedom in 1826. Went to court to recover her son in 1828. Became the first black woman to win such a case against a white man. So she went on to have quite a uh, career. 1852. Jenny Lynn leaves New York after a two-year American tour. On this date in 1861, Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce is founded in Hong Kong. 1864, Emperor Maximilian I of Mexico arrives in Mexico for the first time. Uh, the French actually organized him becoming Emperor of Mexico. Uh, eventually, uh, the peanut gallery is winding up eventually he was uh, executed um, and his wife who went to Europe to try to raise support wound up in a mental institution lost her mind 1867 Austro-Hungarian Compromise of 1867 is born through uh, Act 12 which establishes the Austro-Hungarian Empire 1868 the Halo Abernovic, the third, prince of Serbia, is assassinated on this date. 1886, the pharmacist John Pemberton placed his first advertisement for Coca-Cola that appeared in the Atlanta Journal, and so began a soft-drink dynasty. 1900, N.D. Jamina is founded as Fort Lamy by the French commander Emile Gentil. 1903, uh, the May coup, Alexander I, King of Serbia, and Queen Dragas were assassinated in Belgrade by the, the Black Hand Organization. The, um, originally, it was known as Unification or Death. It was a secret military society formed in 1901 by officers in the Army of the Kingdom of Serbia. And it got a reputation for its alleged involvement in the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Sarajevo in 1914, and the early assassination of the Serbian royal couple in 1903. The society formed to unite all the territories with a South Slavic majority that was not then ruled by the Serbia or Montenegro, and it got its inspiration primarily from the unification of Italy, but also somewhat from the unification of Germany in 1871. The, uh, through its connections to the June 4 1914 assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand and Sarajevo, which was actually carried out by members of the youth movement, Young Bosnia, the black hands often viewed as instrumental in starting World War I. By precipitating the July crisis of 1914 which was originally, eventually led to Austria Hungary's invasion of the Kingdom of Serbia in August of nineteen fourteen. Almost every war we've dealt with has been a result of a conspiracy. Uh, nineteen thirteen Igor Stravinsky's ballet uh, score the Rite of spring gets its premier performance in Paris, France, and provoked a riot. 1914, the ocean liner RMS Empress of Ireland sinks in the Gulf of St. Lawrence with the loss of 1,012 lives. 1918, Armenia defeats the Ottoman army in the Battle of Sardarabad. 1919, Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity is tested and later confirmed by Arthur Eddington and Andrew Claude Delasheiro Kremlin. Now... I've had quite a bit of experience with the law of relativity, and it's been my experience. Relatives rule the day. 1920, the Louth Flood of 20 was a severe flash flooding in the Lincolnshire market town of Louth, resulting in 23 fatalities in 20 minutes. It's been described as one of the most significant flood disasters in the UK during the 20th century. 1931, Michelle Sheru, a citizen of the U.S., is executed by a Royal Italian Army firing squad for her intent to kill Benito Mussolini. Uh, 1932, World War I, veterans began to assemble in Washington, D.C., and the Bonus Army to request cash bonuses promised to them that was supposed to be paid in 1945. 1935, the first flight of the Messerschmitt BF-109 fighter Airplane took place on this date. 1945, the first combat mission of the consolidated B-32 Dominator Heavy Bomber took place on this date. 1947, United Airlines Flight 521 crashes at LaGuardia Airport. 43 people are killed. The... um, 1948, the United Nations True Supervision Organization is founded. 1950, the St. Roque, the first ship to circumnavigate both North America and lives in and Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. 1953, Edmund Hillary and Sherpa Tenzing Norgay become the first people to reach the summit of Mount Everest on uh, Tenzing Norgay's uh, 39th birthday. I'm sure there was no keg. 1964, the Arab League meets in East Jerusalem to discuss Palestinian question, leading to the formation of the Palestine Liberation Organization. Also on this day in 1964, having deposed him in J- January coup, South Vietnamese leader Nguyen Khan had a r- rival generals, uh, Tran Van Don and Lee Van Kim, convicted of lax morality. I've known a number of generals that would fall in that category. 1973, Tom Bradley is elected the first black mayor of Los Angeles, California. 1982, Pope John Paul II becomes the first pontiff to visit the Canterbury Cathedral. Also on this date, 1982, Falklands War, the British Army defeats the Argentine Army at the Battle of Goose Green. 1985, High Sale Stadium disaster, 39 association football fans die, and hundreds are injured when a dilapidated retaining wall collapses. 1985, amputee Steve Fanyo completes the uh, Cross Canada Marathon at Victoria, British Columbia, after 14 months. 1988, President Reagan begins his first visit to the Soviet Union when he arrives in Moscow for a superpower summit with the Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev. 1989, signing of an agreement between Egypt and the United States, allowing the manufacture of parts for the F 16 jet fighter plane in Egypt that that's going to be one of the dumbest agreements we've had leaders enter into. And we've had some buttes, let me tell you. Um, 1990, the Congress of People's Deputies of Russia elects Boris Yeltsin as the president of the Russian Soviet Federation uh, Socialist Republic. 1993, the, the Miss Sarajevo beauty pageants held war-torn Saturday, drawing global attention to the plight of its citizens. 1999, Alusagun Obasango takes office as president of Nigeria, the first elected and civilian head of state in Nigeria after 16 years of military rule. 1999, the Space Shuttle Discovery completes the first docking with the International Space Station. 2001, the Supreme Court rules that the disabled golfer Casey Martin can use a cart to ride in tournaments. Now, something that trivial goes to the U.S. Supreme Court. And important questions of civil rights don't. Go figure. 2004, National World War II memorials dedicated to Washington, D.C. 2005, France rejects the Constitution of the European Union in a national referendum. 2006, the roof of Porvo Cathedral in the town of Porvo was destroyed by arson. 2008, a double earthquake of combined magnitude 6.1 strikes Iceland near the town of Selfos, injures 30 people. 2012, a 5.8 magnitude earthquake hits northern Italy near Bologna, kills at least 24 people. 2015, One World Observatory at One World Trade Center opens. And in 2021, Assassin's Citation. ISP crashes into Percy Priest Lake in Tennessee, kills all six people on board, including actor Joe Lara and his wife Glenn Shamblin Lara. Well, we've been talking about a lot of, shall we say, strange topics. And there's been a lot of, um, discussion about whether or not the German, the Nazis actually uh, had achieved spaceflight. Now, I read an article by a test pilot who said that he actually orbited the Earth uh the rocket was a V one. Now the Nazi leadership knew by nineteen forty two that uh only the creation of a what they called a Wonderwaffen or Wonder Weapon offered Germany their only chance of winning the war. Um uh, had they won at um Stalingrad? Had they not gone into Russia at all, until they finished with Britain. A different story. But by 1942, the Blitzkrieg had stalled. The allies were preparing to fight back, and Germany had neither the men nor the resources to fight a protracted war. Now, in September 1940, the vaunted Sea Lion operation, the invasion of Britain, had been postponed indefinitely. And the eight-month blitz of London took place in late 1940 and early 1941. It failed to put Britain out of the war. The Royal Air Force continued to bomb German industrial targets, and the U.S. got involved in the war in December, raising the specter of countless American troops invading the continent from southern England, turning the tide of war just as they'd broken a stalemate of World War One in 1917. And things weren't going all that well on the Eastern Front either. Operation Barbarossa had failed to bring about the collapse of the Soviet Union. German forces had been thrown back 200 miles from the gates of Moscow. Red Army was rebuilding in the east. So unless some type of decisive blow could be struck, it was only a matter of time before Germany was crushed between the Western Allies and the Soviet Union. So, for that reason, the development of these wonder weapons was given the highest priority. Several jet aircraft projects were already underway, including the Messerschmitt ME-262 fighter and the Rado Air 234 bomber. But, in spite of the promise that these projects showed, their need, their greatest need, was for long-range weapons that could be launched from Europe to destroy targets as far away as North America and Siberia. Now, the first successful fruits of the Wonder Weapon uh, project were the V-1 cruise missile and the V-2 ballistic missile, which went into service in June and September 1944, respectively. Resources were poured into the development of an atomic bomb. Also, the America Bomber Project and the A-9 rocket were aimed at to provide intercontinental uh, range delivery systems for nuclear warheads, and there is a story that in 1943, the Germans used a nuclear weapon to decimate a Russian army. Now, I can't find any follow-up on that, but that was the original indication of the research that I did. Now, other long-range bombardment initiatives sounded a little bit like science fiction. The Sun Gun, a huge orbiting mirror designed to incinerate cities like Putting ants under a magnifying glass was one. The V-3 super gun had a barrel 430 feet long to fire a 150 millimeter shell more than a hundred miles. But in spite of this, as the tide of war turned against Germany, work on all these projects was, of course, hampered by air raids and uh, material shortage. But March of '45, even the most ardent Nazis of Germany was doomed. But there were those that were looking beyond the defeat of Germany, making plans for the Reich to fight on, and eventually won a victory. Now, founded as an elite within an elite, the Order of the Black Sun had its origins at uh, Himmler's SS Academy at uh, Willisburg Castle in Westphalia. It took its name from a symbol on the floor of the Obergruppen or or uh, General's Hall, that can still be seen today symbol of the black sun was based on the design of brooches worn by the Germanic Alemanni people during the post-Roman period, and it resembled nothing more than a sun emitting twelve jagged rays. it been described as a triple swastika representing the sun at sunrise, noon, and sunset. Its origins in Nazi symbolism date back to the writings of uh, Helena Blavatsky and Karl Maria Willigott, two of... Uh, several mystical writers of the 19th century who inspired various facets of uh, Nazi occultism. And the Black Sun represented a source of energy allegedly known to the ancient Aryans who would uh, shine up with the rise of the New World Order. In 1934, Himmler rented Wildersburg Castle from the local government of Westphalia for a hundred years at the a rent of one mark per year. And he set about uh, refurbishing it as an SS Academy and Research Institute. And while it's true that certain chambers within the castle were renamed after characters from the, the Grail romances, claims that Himmler wanted uh, the castle to be the new Grail Castle are said to be somewhat exaggerated. But he did envision it as the functional and spiritual center of his new religion he was long trying to get into effect. He'd long despised Christianity for its Jewish roots was in the process of formulating a Germanic faith for the Aryan race. Himmler expressed his opposition to the idea of Volkish religion and occultism as a part of National Socialism and he wrote a link about that in Mein Kampf and in public speeches. But Himmler was determined that the SS which he had envisioned as a state within the state should have an ideology of its own, based on solid German roots. And this new religion would ensure that members of the SS would never feel torn between the principles of Christianity and Nazism. Mm -hmm. Among other functions, Oldesburg was to... Mm -hmm. Now, among its other functions, Oldesburg Castle was to be the center of Himmler's new religion, similar to the, the uh, papal state, is for Christianity. And after 1941, in documents, it was called the center of the world. Where Hitler and Speer planned a new world capital to be built in Berlin, Himmler planned Willisburg to be a spiritual and intellectual capital. Now, against this background, the Order of the Black Sun came about, and its members sought to combine science and politics and mysticism into a single driving force that would uh, sort of support the New World Order and place themselves as masters of this new way of thinking and effective control of the world. Now, oh, Himmler appeared to be subservient to Hitler and to the point that Hitler nicknamed him uh, Loyal Heinrich. By 41, his ambitions to succeed Hitler's Fuhrer and their differences over mysticism led him to keep much of what was going on at Willisburg, uh, say, a secret. And this work included the development of ideas and technologies that uh, actually had its origination in the, the Thule Society and the real Society. Now, in 1935, Hitler ordered the Fuel Society disbanded, along with all the other fraternal organizations such as the Freemasons. You know, the Fuel Society was um, in a peculiar status. Its leading um, medium, a woman known to history only, as Sigrin. Assisted the knowledge they had, especially the propulsion system used in a real series of salsa crafts, should be used for peaceful purposes. Now, she seemed to come up with advanced technological information that even the German scientists didn't know, and they were ahead of everybody else. And even as Himmler began to distance Willisberg from Hitler, the uh, Royal Society actually began to distance itself from Himmler. Many leading members of that group felt that uh, Hitler's, uh, excuse me, Himmler's emphasis on the development of the new religion was a distraction from the urgent goal of developing a super science and the super weapons that would help Germany win the war. And as the tide of the war began to turn against Germany, their frustration drove them to keep more and more of um, the information they came up with from uh, Himmler. So with Britain undefeated, the Soviet Union on the counterattack, and the U.S. ready to get involved on the European front, the Vril Society looked for a way to save Germany, or at least sub- ensure the survival of their work and plan for the creation of a new Aryan state. And the man they decided to to back as the new leader, as it were, was a rising SS star named Hans Kammler. Now, you don't hear much about his name. Um, I mean, it was only in the fairly recent past that I became aware of him. He was born in Stettin, in Poland, 1901. At that time, Stettin was part of the German Reich ruled by Kaiser Wilhelm II. Well, after World War One, he studied civil engineering in Danzig, in Munich, and was a member of the Rosbach Free Corps, That was a far-right military group whose members included uh, Rudolf Hess. Kandler of joined the Nazi Party in 31 and the SS in 33. Now, he held various administrative posts in the Nazi government, starting as head of the building department in the air ministry, joined the Waffen-SS in June of 41, became Oswald Pohl's deputy at the SS main economic and administrative department, and among his duties was oversight of the concentration camp system. I mean, what can be said about him? He was an ardent Nazi with a true gift for organization that led him to command all the, eventually all the wonder weapon production. Now in '42, Paul assigned Kammler to construct facilities for various advanced weapons projects, including the, the ME-262 jet fighter and the V-2 ballistic missile. And... Thanks to his notorious expedient of using concentration camp prisoners as a sort of slave labor, he rose quickly in the ranks. Hitler eventually placed him in charge of all V2 production, as well as transferring responsibility for jet aircraft production from Goring to um, Kamler. March 1st, 1945, Kamler was promoted to the rank of Obergruppenfuhrer. Which made him answerable only to SS Chief Heinrich Himmler. A few weeks later, all special weapons development and manufacturing projects were absorbed into Kamler's SS Development Agency 4, usually known in documents as SAE IV. Only Vernon von Braun's Venomundi rocket group remained outside Kamler's control, and that was only because von Braun's refusal to acknowledge Kamler's authority. Now, while this began as a simple clash of personalities. It came to have a profound effect on the history of manned spaceflight. Now nobody else in the Third Reich had such a comprehensive understanding of the new technology being developed. And as Germany crumbled, Kammler assembled a hand-picked team of scientists and devised a daring plan. He planned to build a base on the moon and bombard the Allied homelands with impunity and when he'd beaten them into submission, come back to Earth victorious. Now, officially, Hans Kammler committed suicide in May of 1945. But, as in the case of the suicide of Hitler, the credibility of the supposed eyewitnesses has been challenged a number of times. In fact, the Army Counterintelligence Corps launched a Unsuccessful manhunt for him in late uh, May of forty-five. One former OSS agent claimed to have brought him to the U.S., but that claim was never confirmed. By 1949, his name literally vanished from intelligence documents without any way of explanation. The last trace of kamler and Europe was on a document dated April twenty third, 1945. His signatures is on it. Well, Kamler named his plan Protocol Bifrost. The Bifrost Protocol, literal translation. After the rainbow bridge of North mythology that linked the mortal world of Midgard to the divine realm of Ashgard. And simply put, it was a three-point plan to ensure Nazi survival. And eventual victory after the fall of Germany. Um, now the first priority was to ensure that all the necessary technology, personnel, and resources were placed out of the Allies' reach. Kamala's original document, which was dated early 44, this phase of the operation was codenamed Valkyrie. But it was renamed Anhirhar in July uh, after July twentieth, nineteen forty-four, when a group of Unhappy officers launched a failed attempt to assassinate Hitler under the codename Valkyrie. In Norse myth, the Einherr, the warriors found worthy of admission to Valhalla. So this was a perfect metaphor for Kammler's careful selection of projects and personnel, but uh, frankly it turned out to be too perfect. By now, Alan Turing's uh, bomber computer at Bletchley Park had cracked the German Enigma code, and MI6 quickly deduced that the signal decrypts featuring the code name Erhard referred to some Nazi effort to evacuate key personnel and technology out of Germany. So this intelligence breakthrough resulted in the British launching Operation Surgeon and we uh, launched Operation Paperclip, intended to intercept and retrieve Nazi scientists and exploit their knowledge. In the months on either side of the war's end in May of 45, Allied intelligence officers made an effort to recover and turn German personnel who had been employed on advanced technology. British intelligence ran Operation Surgeon and the OSS ran Operation Paperclip. Now, I've had direct involvement with Operation Paperclip. Uh, Not intentionally, not from wanting to, but I discovered that some of the medical personnel who had uh, been treating me at Fort Benning were not doctors. They were German Army medics who had been brought over and made doctors under Operation Paperclip. And when I protested, I was told that the director of medicine for the Army could make me a doctor if he wanted to and I'd have every right to treat people within the military uh, environment. But a doctor in question named Emil Romatan, and he had been a, a member of the Iron Guard in Romania, which was their version of the, the Nazi party. And he had been uh, captured, and in PLW camps in Russia, he treated German general officers. Of which there were quite a number. So, because of that, and what was deemed his uh, intimate knowledge of the Russian uh, operations, he was recruited by Operation Paperclip, brought to the US, asked what he wanted to do, he said he wanted to be a doctor, they made him a doctor. And he proceeded. He was an iron nose and throat specialist and actually killed some people by cutting the carotid artery from the inside, which is damn hard to do, I'm told. So they put him to doing physicals. They figured he couldn't hurt anybody doing physicals. Well, he could and he did. Now, the stated purpose of Operation Surgeon and Operation uh, Paperclip was to ensure that German advanced technology stayed out of Soviet hands. At the end of the war in sight, it was clear the post-war world would be dominated by the rivalry between the capitalist West and communist East. And the second and most important goal of these operations was known only to a few individuals in the very highest intelligence circles. From what Western intelligence agents had been able to discover about the Bifrost Protocol, it was clear that some Nazis had escaped and intended to fight on using what the MI6 Chief Sir Stuart Menzies called a continuation of the V weapons offensive conducted from some remote spot using weapons of extremely long range with the goal of destroying the major cities of every allied nation. So the highest priority was given to uncovering more information about this offensive and recovery of any technology that would help thwart it. Now, Once established on the moon, which was codenamed Walhalla, the second phase of Operation Protocol would begin. In this phase, codenamed uh, Mulgineer, which was Thor's mighty hammer, will see the development of a wonder weapon capable of bombarding Earth and wiping out entire cities. And this iron will be used to destroy the major cities, belonging to the principal allied powers, the U.S., the Soviet Union, Britain, and France, and leave them with neither the population or the industrial capacity to resist the third phase of the operation. Now, Kamler acknowledged this will be the most critical phase of the Bifrost Protocol, in particular, he was aware that the Wahala base would be living on borrowed time because once the Allies became aware of the Wahala base's existence, they would devote all their scientific manufacturing resources to the task of developing weapons that could reach and destroy it. So they had to achieve its objectives before the Allies could destroy it. And the final phase of the Bifrost Protocol was codenamed Gullnir, after Odin's deadly spear. With the Allied powers on their knees, the personnel of Wahala would return to Earth as conquerors, raise up the fallen German nation, and establish an eternal Fourth Reich built on the principles of the Third Reich. Now by March of 1945, the Western Allies had crossed the Rhine, and the Red Army was pushing westward for Vienna. Campbell knew the first phase of the BIFOS protocol had to be put into effect soon, but that was one major problem. Honobu four, which was a massive, what we would call a flying saucer, whose carrying capacity was vital to the evacuation plan, wasn't you know space spaceworthy. So with his characteristic efficiencies, Kamler had foreseen the possibility and formulated a contingency plan in 1938 The German Antarctic expedition had laid claim to a vast amount of territory on the continent of Antarctica. They named that territory New Swabinland. New Swabia, is translation. After one of Germany's ancient duchies. Now though the Allies had ignored New Swabinland territory, Kamler hadn't. In the closing months of the war, he used the the Hannibu craft along with a fleet of U-boats to move SSE 4 assets to New Swabinland. Now the Hanabu 4, according to reports actually limped out of Prague ahead of the Soviet advance and reached Antarctica a few hours later after a, a flight beset with technical problems. When well, Kamler made the decision to take off Chief Saucer Engineer Klaus Ibermahl was in the city scrounging for material and he was actually captured by the Red Army on May 11th which showed just how close the Russians came to capturing the craft itself and this would have thwarted Kamala's entire plan. But through 1946, Kamler and his remaining followers worked to develop the Antarctic base into a working development manufacturing facility, which would enable them to continue the war. Um, I've discussed this base before. It was known as Base 211. And while the Hannibu 4 completed its fitting out, work continued on various other advanced weapons projects as materials and facilities permitted... Wow. Now, part of Kamler's plan was to liquidate his rival, von Braun, and transfer the Pinamundi rocket group to Antarctica, along with his other projects. But uh, von Braun was too smart for him; he escaped Kamler's trap and surrendered to the advancing American forces. And it was doing his debriefing by American intelligence. He first mentions Kamler's plan in the secret base in Antarctica, but nobody believed him for almost a year. It was in late December 1946, U.S. Navy Task Force 68 converged on land from three directions. It was under the command of Rear Admiral Richard E. Byrd. It was a secret mission with the cover of establishing an American research base. With the Cold War just beginning and the Soviet Union using captured German scientists in its race to match America's nuclear capability, Washington did not want to alert the Kremlin to the existence of yet more Nazi wonder weapons and spark a war for control of Antarctica. Well, after a series of skirmishes in the water around Antarctica, a force of Hanabu craft attacked Task Force 68. All the Burge aircraft were destroyed, several ships were damaged, but none of the saucers mounted heavy enough weapons to actually destroy a surface ship. Seventeen days after the fight began, and even though he had gone prepared to stay for six months, Bird withdrew on February 23, 1947. But Operation High Jump had proved that New was vulnerable, and Calvin knew that we'd come back in greater force. So his men worked through the brutal Antarctic winter to complete the giant saucer, and at some time between March and November of 47, Operation Einherjar was put into effect, and all the personnel and assets at Base 211, as U.S. intelligence had codenamed the base, were removed to the moon, and New was abandoned. Well... Research also showed that in December of um, 1947, another American expedition reached Antarctica. And it was codenamed Operation Windmill. I haven't talked about this one before. Was ostensibly a geographical survey and training mission and a step toward keeping the previous expedition's Little America base open permanently. So under cover of this mission, the personnel of Operation Windmill searched for the new Land base. Well, an extensive area was surveyed using three helicopters and an amphibious airplane, and a Marine Corps detachment equipped with a tracked all-terrain M twenty nine weasel vehicles stood at the at the ready. When we found it, we were going to take it out. Well, the abandoned base was discovered January 3rd, 1948, but bad weather just delayed investigation for several days. By February 16th, 1948, it was evident the Nazis had abandoned the base, taking their saucers with them. Well, at that point, the task force's recalled and Operation Windmill was over. Now, long before the war broke out, and this came out of later research, German scientists were exploring the possibility of space travel and science fiction that has strong an appeal in German is dead in the U.S. 1925. Two years before Fritz Lang's *Seminal Metropolis, nine years before the first last Gordon comic strip, a film titled Wonders of Creation showed a German scientific team traveling through the universe in a spacecraft that served as a Symbol of progress in an age of new technologies. It included an interesting slogan: "Now Germany belongs to us. Tomorrow the whole solar system." Well, that film was a huge hit on its first release, but maybe because it promised a brighter tomorrow for the dispirited German people after the humiliating defeat of the Great War. German youth, including the year in front of von Braun, were avid readers of books like. Uh, The Problem of Space Travel, The Rocket Motor, and uh, The Rocket, a magazine published by the Society for Space Travel. And German engineers experimented with rockets and other propulsion systems. Alongside the pioneering rocket work of Wernher von Braun and others, the Order of the Black Sun worked to develop the theories of the Thule Society and the Viril Society to create another kind of craft entirely. It was to be disc-shaped with speed and acceleration that defied conventional physics. Be powered by motors, his revolutionary design blended science and mysticism according to Black Sun principles. Well, while uh, von Braun's rockets laid the foundation of both U.S. and Soviet spaceflight, it was the the saucers that became the vital component of the BIFOS protocol and of the Wahala moon base itself. Now, Werner von Braun was born at Werner Magnus Maximilian Freiherr von Braun in Prussia, now in Poland. He could trace his ancestry through both parents to European royalty, developed a passion for astronomy that received a, after he got a telescope as a gift, rested at the age of 12 for causing a disturbance and after fitting rockets on a toy car and sending it shooting down a public street. Well, undeterred, he studied physics and mathematics in order to pursue his interest in rocket engineering. 1932 he got a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering from Berlin's technical high school and although space travel remained his primary interest he became involved in military rocket development. Now he claimed he was a reluctant Nazi joining the party in 1939 and the SS in 1940 only after it became clear that was the only way to continue his work in rocket science. However it's also come to light that um, Truman laid down the law in regard to Operation Paperclip. No one with the Nazi um, past would be allowed to be brought into this country. So the OSS quite simply doctored the files to remove references to uh, any of the folks that they brought in being Nazis. Everything i found says he was a rabid Nazi. He became the technical director of Germany's rocket development facility at Pinamundi on the Baltic Sea, helped develop rocket engines and rocket-assisted takeoff apparatus for aircraft, as well as the aggregate rocket series that led to the development of the V-2 ballistic missile. Now, would Hitler have given him a job like that if he wanted a dependable member of the party? I don't think so. On his brother Magnus von Braun surrendered to American forces May 2, 1945, taken to the US and became a leading light in NASA's rocket program culminating in the Apollo moon landings of course a lot doubted the sincerity of his claim he worked for the Nazis reluctantly um, and members of the OSS did admit that it was routine for operation paperclip to shall we say clean up the records of imported German scientists to make them acceptable well, the initial impetus of the Third Reich space program developed out of the America bomber project. Now, not many people have heard about that. Soon after we got into the war, the Reich Air Ministry issued a requirement for a long-range heavy bomber capable of striking the continental U.S. from bases in Europe. Now, that's a thirty-six hundred mile trip with the atomic weapons Germany was racing into development going to be the payload. The thought, the thought was if the American people knew they were at the mercy of the German weapons, they'd be a little less likely to get involved in the war. Now, despite design submissions for every major aircraft manufacturer in Germany, the American bomber project yielded a little more than a handful of prototypes. Material shortage, or Allied bombing of Germany's heavy industry, and the rapid advance of Allied and Soviet troops into Germany rendered the project unfeasible. Almost all available resources went toward the defense of, the, of Germany. Well, a couple of different prototypes did come out of this. There was the Sanger Sebervogel co-designed by Austrian engineer Using Sanger and his wife, mathematician Irene Brett. The Silbervogel, or the Silver Bird as it was translated, was a rocket-powered bomber designed to fly about 3,100 miles per hour. That's about Mach 4. Launched from a rocket sled and lifted into a suborbital attitude of 90 miles, the plane would skip off the denser upper layers of the atmosphere like a stone across a pond. It could carry up to 8,800 pounds of payload that's about 10% smaller than the bomb dropped on Hiroshima, before descending across the Pacific Ocean to land in friendly Japanese territory. Well, in 1942, um, the Sanger's design was considered too radical, and the Air Ministry focused on more conventional aircraft designs from established manufacturers, including Messerschmitt and Hinkle and Junkers. But if they had taken that project and put some money behind it. The war could have a different outcome. Well based in Pennemundium, Germany's Baltic coast, the Army Research Center had been developing ballistic missiles since the early 30s under the leadership of Werner von Braun. The aggregate series included the A4 which developed into the dreaded V2. And as the aggregate program continued, the center explored features like recovery parachutes and wings and hybrid rocket ramjet engines. The A-9, A-10 America, the American rocket was a two-stage missile intended to render the American bomber program unnecessary, and the A-12 was a four-stage orbital rocket designed to take payloads up to 22,000 pounds into low-Earth orbit. Well, after Kamler got control of all secret weapons production, he found himself increasingly in conflict with Von Braun literally fought his efforts to uh, absorb the Penamundi rocket group under Kamler's own SCE-4. Braun resisted fiercely, though his reasons for doing so are still up for debate. According to the statement von Braun gave to officers of Operation Paperclip, after his surrender, he was a reluctant Nazi. He only joined the SS when it became clear he'd be replaced if he didn't. And he objected deeply to Kamler's use of concentration camp prisoners as slave labor. Of course, documents captured from the SSE-4, on the other hand, paint von Braun as snobbish, abrasive, and highly territorial, hinting that the blue-blooded Prussian von Braun regarded the ardent Nazi Kamler as an upstart political appointee rather than a fellow scientist. So that brings into question the reality of uh, von Braun's um, protest. Now Kamler's background was in construction and civil engineering. Von Braun had been studying rocketry since he was a boy, and he was happy for Kamler to attend to the day-to-day problems of manufacturing weapons based on von Braun's design. But he resented Kamler's interference with the research and development process. He was also dismissive of the Eric Obama project and the various saucer initiatives, maintaining that long-range ballistic missiles offered a cheaper and more practical means of bombarding enemy cities and a firmer foundation for space travel. He thought Kamler's other projects were a waste of resources. Or worse, a theft of resources from his rocket group, and he wasn't afraid to say so. So this rivalry between von Braun and Kamler was to have a profound effect, not only in the development of the Wahala Moon base, but also in post war space research in the shape of the Cold War. Well, while von Braun's Rocket Group continued their work along purely conventional lines, and German saucer craft were inspired by more esoteric knowledge. In its early years, Nazism was influenced by several mystical groups, including the Thule Society and the Vernal Society. Originally, the Thule Society was the, the study group for Germanic antiquity. It was founded in 1918, named after a northern country from Greek mythology. It's long been claimed that Rudolf Hess was a member in his youth, along with other leading Nazis. And their research combined history and archaeology and occultism was instrumental in developing the idea of an uh, ancient Aryan race with its superhuman abilities. It dedicated itself to recovering the lost knowledge of the Aryans and flying saucer technology was among the fruits of that effort. From 1920 onward, Hitler took steps to distance the growing National Socialist German Workers' Party from occult mystical groups, including the Thule Society. society was officially suppressed, but continued its work in secret with the aid of powerful supporters within the Nazi Party. So without its knowledge, it's unlikely the Nazi space program could even have existed. And on that note, we come to the end of today's show. We'll talk more about... Nazi occultism and Nazi moon bases and things of that sort. But for now, we come to the end of today's show, and we'll be back tomorrow. Well, once again, you'll be listening to Ken Hodnell and the Ken Hudnell Show. Until then, have a truly great evening.